0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. There are many variables when it comes to the issue of adoption. It's an emotional roller coaster on so many levels, affecting the adoptees, the birth parents, the adoptive families. Joining me in studio are two people who have lived in these worlds, Patty Nauman, a facilitator with the Adoption Triad Connection of St. Louis. Her mother was adopted. Jason Reckamp is an adoptee who recently connected with his birth mother after many years of searching. Thank you so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. Let me start with you. What are the major issues of the day in this adoption world?
1: Well, the major, um, the issues today are that adoptive people have a natural right to know who they are. They have a natural desire to know their biology and their ancestry. Um, But you have to match that with the uh, so-called rights of the birth parents who. Uh, they may want to remain anonymous somewhere along the line. So trying to match those two are the big things right now. Um, our experiences is that many people have had very good experiences with getting their original birth certificates and making connections.
0: But anonymity among the birth parents, is that is that common? Is that more common than not?
1: Um, today it's not, but in the past um, while there was no statute or no legal law that promised anonymity to the birth parents there was a verbal promise that was made by the agencies and the legislature felt that they needed to honor that promise and that's why we needed to compromise on the uh, the legislation that we passed a while back that allowed birth parents to fill out a contact preference form Um, selecting no no contact if they chose to but also selecting to preferring to be contacted as well
0: jason let me turn to you with regard to your story and your your quest to find uh, your birth mother uh, it, it's a long story um, and a lot of a lot of players involved if you will but give us the cliff notes version <laughs> if you would
2: sure sure um it i was originally i started it was always kind of a back burner in my mind uh back of my mind that i was going to at some point in my life um when uh my ex-wife got pregnant um with my son Michael, um, I was sick of filling out N.A. a on family uh, <laughs> health history, so uh, that would have been about 2004. Um, reached out, and at the time, every door I tried to open was closed. Um, so, as time went on, and I and I kind of watched from afar uh, the the processes and the and sort of people trying to change the law. Um, once I saw that happened, um, I was doing the proverbial uh, backflip uh, reaction. So um, I reached out, filled out the form, and uh, eight months later, it came back. My original birth certificate came back uh, with my birth mother's name on it. So, and,
0: but that wasn't uh, th- that didn't make it a whole lot easier, did it?
2: No, no. Uh, in a lot of ways, it was uh, well. Now with the internet, you know, being uh, Full of rabbit holes, um, you know that that took that took a little while, um, mm-hmm. but at least I had something, you know, uh, it, an end in sight, if you will. Um, so yeah, it took um, about three days, probably, of you know connecting some dots, and uh, yeah, it, and it happened, and it happened pretty quick, so thankfully.
0: If Missouri had not passed legislation, I think it was in 2016, Patty, isn't that right? Yeah, Yeah.
1: correct. For 2016, um, adoptees born and adopted prior to 1940 were able to apply for their original birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until January 1st of 2018 that post-1940 adoptees were able to request a copy of their birth certificate, Mm -hmm. mainly because the law, um, records were not closed prior to 1940. So the verbal promise couldn't have been made to those prior to 1940. That's why they were able to request them.
0: Where are we in Missouri now compared to other states with regard to this?
1: Well, um, Missouri's, uh, there, there are um, about 21 states that are still closed. So the other 25 plus states have either full access or some sort of restricted access. We fall under the partial access with restrictions because they can, um, any adoptee can Uh, request a copy of their original birth certificates. However, if the birth parents fill out a contact preference form and choose not to be contacted, their name can be redacted from the original birth certificate. Mm -hmm. It won't prohibit the birth certificate from being released but their name will be redacted and that's called a partial or a restrict you know some sort of restriction
0: so you have the you have the document but you don't necessarily have the information you want it for well if re-
1: only one birth parent fills out a contact preference form they will put the other birth parent um, you know they will release the information on the other birth mm-hmm. parent if it's on there
0: what is your story with regard to your mother and, and, and her
1: uh, story? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my mother died when I was 11 years old back in 1974. And 15 years later, my father came to me and said, uh, my Aunt Elvira on my mother's side was doing some genealogy, and she happened to mention Rose's adoption. And my father went, huh? What? What are you talking about? And he started looking at some paperwork, and there were some clues that she was adopted, that yes, this could be possible. Um, She died not knowing she was adopted. Uh, But she was born at St. Anne's Hospital here in St. Louis, which was known to be a hospital for unwed mothers. And so my father was unable to get any information from the Catholic agency because he wasn't a descendant of my mother. Technically, I shouldn't have gotten anything then either. Mm. But they were kind enough to at least confirm that she was adopted and gave me some non-identifying information, very scarce, just um, you know, she was 24 years old and did domestic work. Um, and ever since then, I've been searching. Now, that was back in 1989, and um, it took me many years, and I had to change the law in 2011 to get the identifying information. So I've been at this quite a few years.
0: How did you change the law?
1: Well, in 2011, um, actually prior to 2011, I joined a support group in the Columbia, Missouri area, and they were active in legislation. And uh, the first thing we did was we changed the records law, which is different than the vital statistics law and the original birth certificate. Um, And what that did was that allowed... Uh, lineal descendants to obtain identifying information if the adoptee was deceased. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, one of the, 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 rec- the laws that we changed back in 2011. But th- that was associated with the adoption records piece. The law that we passed in 2016 was specifically associated with birth certificates.
0: Mm-hmm. How did the knowledge uh, of your mother's uh, situation change you or affect you?
1: I just felt like I got kicked in the stomach that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was still some hope that maybe it wasn't true. Um, I just felt that you know my mother was gone, and I grew up thinking I was Irish and French, <laughs> and I was celebrating St. Patrick's Day, and th- you know I I just thought all of that. How could that not be true? And how could she not know? Um, so I, when I f- when it was confirmed that she was adopted, that was just like another kick. Um, it just was. It's just shocking. And once I was able to absorb that. Um, they, uh, it was a little bit easier to move forward and try to try to find the biological family. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Jay- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say um, my family all reacted differently. My sister and I were very um, adamant about finding out more information, and the rest of the family was very indifferent and just didn't think it mattered.
0: Mm-hmm. Jason, let me turn to you with regard to y- your story and reuniting with your mother. Uh, tell us how that came about and, and what it was like.
2: It was... Uh it was it was fascinating um, between you know fi- finding the name finding the actual person um, social media obviously played a, <laughs> a key role in that um, but uh finding finding her name and then talking to her on the phone mm-hmm. um, it was uh yeah i was I was floored um, then being able to meet her in person um, you know just just a <laughs> wonderful person um mm-hmm. We met for lunch that ended up turning into dinner um, and drinks, and then um, her, my half brother, showed up with his wife. Um, you know, it's just it, it, it's been it's been amazing. It's been it's been unreal.
0: Were you apprehensive at all about making that uh, contact?
2: In all honesty, yes, um, because I wasn't sure. Um, I mean, in, in in all fairness, I, I grew up in a great situation in, in, in a great family. Um, but I I wasn't sure as, as well as I'm sure she was, um, of situations, uh, times change, people change, situations change. Um, so yeah, I was, I was hesitant just only because, you know, a name and a voice don't really necessarily fix everything or, or, or make everything perfect. So, um, you know, you, you, questions, questions were answered as time went on for sure. But, but yeah, there was definitely hesitancy there.
0: Your story, I should point out, is, is being told in the recent issue of the Riverfront Times, that uh, folks can get all of the details, because it is, it is a long story and a, and a very interesting one. And speaking of, uh, of interesting stories, folks out there in the listening audience, if you have any story related to adoption that you'd like to share with us or questions concerning the whole process, uh, we'd very much like to hear from you. Give, give us a call at 382-8255, that's 382-TALK. Send us an email at talk at stlpublicradio.org, or you can send us a tweet at SDL on air, Patty. There's something always associated with adoption that uh, probably shouldn't be there, and that is the word stigma. Uh, That comes into play in this whole discussion, doesn't
1: it? Absolutely. the um, The main reason um, we it was so difficult to get the legislation passed, as I said earlier, was because we wanted to continue to protect the birth parents' anonymity. But um, really, back in the day when women were forced to give up some of their, you know, their children for adoption. Um, it wasn't that we were protecting them from the adoptee, but rather we were protecting them from their families and their community and their communities finding out their situation, which in many cases would have been an unwed pregnancy. So that stigma um, has carried on even, even today. It's surprising how today is different, but When you talk about birth mothers that, from the 1960s and the 1970s, that's the people that they're considering. Mm -hmm. Um, But my experience is, at least with the the birth mothers that are coming to our group, is that this has just uh, set up a whole avenue of healing for them, and that's been very, very important to them. The impact just isn't on the adoptee. that that obtains their original birth certificate, but in many cases to reach out to a birth parent that's probably been wondering about their child for many, many years, it really helps the healing process.
0: That's something we should point out. It, it isn't always the, the child looking for the parent. It also happens that the parent will look for the child.
1: Many times, you yeah. bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Right. Jason, did you have a conversation about this with, uh, with your mom once you found her?
2: Yes, absolutely and I growing up um I was talking to Patty about this a little bit earlier that growing up i always um always tried to look at you know the other side of the fence, if you will um she, you know situation being sixteen years old, um having a child putting them up for adoption, and that wonder um every every November eleventh on my birthday um is where is he? is he still alive um is he okay you know that um that and and in a lot of ways that was kind of a driving force for me as well um seeing you know other putting myself in other people's shoes to realize it wasn't just about me or or you know my side of the fence um it 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 needed to go to my birth mother and my birth father um to know that yeah i i'm okay i'm alive thank Mm -hmm. you you know (laughs) So, yeah, for sure. It's a long
0: time to have the the question lingering, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We have a caller. Diane is going to join us from Creve Coeur. Diane, thank you for calling. Uh, What's your question or comment?
3: Well, mine is not a question. Mine is that my brother was adopted. And um, when we started searching for his birth mother, birth parents, um, we didn't have social media, but eventually he hooked up with an agency and we found her. And he called her, and she was not remotely interested in having anything to do with him. And it was kind of rough and painful. She did meet him one time, and he looked a lot like her. But she did not, she wanted to keep him a secret. And um, his birth dad had already passed, but he waited some time and found out who the siblings were. And he contacted them, and they were thrilled. Meet him, but his mom didn't want any relationship with him at all.
1: Diane, thanks for the thanks for the yeah. call. Yeah. it's yeah. common that that birth parents. Um, the reason she wanted to keep it a secret because she was told to keep it a secret. She was she was probably told when she gave birth that to go home and forget about this. Hmm. Um, so she probably didn't want her family to know. That's what she was being protected from years ago. So it is common, um, but. In, in all fairness, the adoptee now knows their truth, and they also know that the, the mother doesn't want to have a relationship with him, and that's okay. Um, I think that not knowing is sometimes worse than knowing. You can't move forward from what you just don't know. And, you know, these people are adults. That Her brother is an adult, and I hope that he respected, um, you know, at least her preference to stay away.
0: Jason, do you feel that this uh, the reunification, if you will, and having these questions uh, answered was in any sense liberating uh, to you?
2: For sure. <clears throat> um, and, you know, all those years of questions and, and you know, just outright r- wonder. Um, but mine, mine ended, or, or you know, it, I, I, I <laughs> hope that it continues. But, but um, yeah, mine's in, in the feel-good realm you know, um, and and Diane, I mean, uh, that that I while I understand it and, and especially what Patty said, um, there is at least an answer. Um, it, it is a bit of closure um, to, to know. And I, I mean, it's great that siblings, you know, it, they they didn't have the same the same protect, you know, over overly protective sort of view that I'm sure his birth mother had. Um, and, and that's a shame and I, I I hope I hope that closure fixes that um, or, or at least answers those questions of unknowing. It, it certainly did for me, absolutely. Well, it's
0: you know it's it's quite a story, and there are so many stories
2: like that. And, uh,
0: what about the issue, Patty? You wanted to say something. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say the, the the whole purpose of our my adoption triad connection support group is so that we can talk to people who are affected by ad- adoption, just like her brother. You know, what are the the possibilities? Um, what happens if you reach out and you feel rejected or they don't want to talk to you? These are things that other adoptees have experienced and other birth mothers have experienced. So you know the group is it's a great group uh, of people Um, we are experts at advocating for this we are experts at our own feelings and what we've experienced and we can share our experiences with others to help them understand and help them move forward on their journey
0: they're not alone there's many similar stories and it's theirs is not unique correct let's take another call we'll bring in wendy calling from Baldwin. wendy thanks for being with us go ahead
3: Hi. Um, I'm so glad to hear this um, being discussed um, on air, and I wanted to share that I am a, an adoptee whose birth mother found her, um, I guess, in 2010. I would say I, I feel like it was a life-altering event. It has been such a, a gift to get to know her. One thing, though, is that uh, we, have had, we have just developed a wonderful relationship, but one thing that is interesting is that she struggles with my birth mother struggles with if we're in public we bear such a close resemblance to one another that you cannot miss the fact that we're related and yet so many people in her life and her family don't know that she had a child um you know who was given up for adoption so that's something i know she's struggling with but just wanted to put that out there
0: Wendy, thanks for the call. Any response to Wendy or really?
1: Yeah, like again, it's common. Um, yeah. You know that th- what's happened <clears throat> is birth mothers were told to forget about it. They went on with their life and never mentioned it. They got married and didn't tell their spouses. Mm-hmm. They had children and didn't tell their family. Their fear is is that someone will call them and suddenly their secret will be out. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And sometimes that turns out good. Sometimes it's it, it's healing for the, the birth parent either way. Um, but sometimes she just doesn't want the family to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing more stories that are... Um, happy than than like that, but again, adoptees can deal with that disappointment if they if they run up against somebody who doesn't want to have contact with them.
0: Jason, how well do you get along with your new half half siblings, if you will, and with the other members of the, your new family?
2: Fantastically, um, I I start to see a, a lot of resemblance, um, both in 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 speak, smile. Um, just overall mannerisms um, it, it, it's been and it's nothing against I have I have two brothers um, that I grew up with you know in my adoptive family and they're they're amazing you know I love them but uh, we were always a little different you know you could always kind of you know see see some uh, glaring differences but but now with the new half siblings I, I I find uh, I find a Alarming amount of re- of resemblances. I mean, it's it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, so. it makes it makes a good story even even better <laughs> yeah. to hear it that way. Patty, what about the issue of guilt? I'm sure that there are many women who have given up a baby who live a life uh, just tormented by that.
1: Yeah. So I think they're also afraid that um, if the adoptee finds them, how will they explain to them that they were able to relinquish them at birth? Um, I think they feel like. Uh, how am I going to explain that to him? How is he going to feel when I gave him up? But, like, it wasn't easy for them to do that. But I think they do feel guilty mm-hmm. about that. And they're afraid that their d- biological child will think poorly of them because they think that they didn't care. But that's really the opposite.
0: Did you get into, get into that at all, Jason, with your mom?
2: Yes. And, you know, it, it didn't take a whole lot of swaying for me. I mean, I I, I understood it wasn't that long i mean I'm 44 now but it wasn't that long ago that i was 16 um or 17 you know you, you, there was no i never i never pointed the finger or or even or even asked that question you know um again trying to put myself in their shoes um you know i i i can understand how there would be some you know some feeling of of underlying guilt or or you know you mentioned earlier stig- stigmatism, stigma mean you know i mean I get that but but with me um, you know it has it's, it's been great it has, that hasn't come up at all nor nor would I ever you know I don't I don't think she my birth mother Karen had had to even explain that you know it's just kind of that un, un, understated you know unstated uh, un, un, unstated belief.
0: Our time is winding down. Is there a final thought, Patty, you want to leave us with with regard to people who are wrestling with this issue right now? But it has to be quick.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, They need to uh, contact uh, me through the Adoption Triad Connection on Facebook and uh, private message me, and I'll point them in the right direction.
0: We'll put contact information on our website at stlpublicradio.org. Jason Rehkamp, thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure to meet you. you. Congratulations on your new life, I guess. It is relatively so. Thank you. And Patty Nauman,
1: thank you. Thank you.